Welcome back. We're here with Region 2. I'm here with Coach Bills. Let's start with the first game. We got Sioux City Slickers going up against the Little Rock Lizards. So Sioux City, one of the two 18-0 teams. I think them and Montpelier. At least two, yeah. I think you're right. 18-0 teams. And, you know, yeah. they they have big men galore. <laughs> um, Skyler Wynn, Jamal Diaz, Michael Montgomery, and then... Uh, Christopher Martinez, you know, at point guard, um, does a good job. I mean, this team, this team's really, really good. Uh, they're going up against uh, Little Rock. Little Rock uh, made the NTT a few times back in the day, um, but yeah, haven't made it in a while. Coaching time, um, you know, he's done decent with his freshman class and his junior class. They made the NTT, started two freshmen. Um, you know, they won Conference 20 over um, the juggernaut, Duluth, and <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, Chicago is a solid team, too. Uh, yeah, so um, real quick, Sioux City um, is number... One in point margin, number seven in true shooting, number two in defensive true shooting, number two in true shooting margin, number three in rebounding margin, number two in assists, number two in blocks, number two in turnovers, number nine in points, uh, number one in point margin. Yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Uh, pretty much top two in every statistical category. Not the best strength of schedule. They're not top two in that category, but, you know, they're pretty good. Uh, Lil Rock is number eight in rebounding margin. They're number 10 in defensive free throws allowed. Never, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. There's always one 16 seed that wins, but I feel like it's happening less in, conference, in League 31 now. What do you think? I, I agree with that. It does feel like it's happening less. I don't know if that's backed up. Uh, but it feels that way. I don't know if there was one last year, right? I, mean, I don't Baker, think so. Bakersfield and Arbor Sioux City were one seeds. I don't remember who the fourth one seed I feel was. like the one seeds are getting better and better. <laughs> yeah, it seems that way. I don't know why, but I agree. Uh, anyway, if there is a 116, I don't I don't think it's going to be this, this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, not that I have one in mind, but I think it will be. But I just I, – Sioux City is good, you know, and they're undefeated. Yeah. Uh, they didn't lose a senior starter from last year. It, that team was 23-1. and one. They lost a close game to Waterloo uh, in the Sweet 16. So it's not like they you know, came in 18-0 and 0 last year and then couldn't, hit, couldn't hang in the NTT. They, they were legit last year. They've got the same team this year. It should be slightly better. You know, the senior class is, you know, now seniors, obviously. You know, the 1-8, one, one hardwood, 8 sim hoops. And, you know, all joking aside about Duluth and what they used to be, uh, they're not that anymore. And Conference 20 is just bad. I mean, it's not, yeah. good, it's not a good conference right now. So, yeah. I mean, they're 31st out of 32 ahead yeah. of only the perennially awful Conference 5. So, I, you know, I, I don't see how this game could be competitive. I kind of like Buddy Clossing, the shooting guard for Little Rock. I remember yeah. him as a, as a high schooler. He was an intriguing 6'1 small forward. Uh, and he's, you know, playing all right. At, yeah. at, as a freshman playing shooting guard, but I just I can't really imagine this game being competitive. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, 
Yeah, Sioux City's really good, you know, and, you know, Coach Andy, 31, um, he he's really built a really solid team, and I feel like with Skyler Wynn graduating this year, things are just going to be different next year. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that, you know, the, the team's not going to be the same, you know, and he's he still has Jamal Diaz, Michael Montgomery, really solid players, but you know, this was his chance. Last year, he made it to the Sweet 16 and got upset. Um, yeah, I I'd, I want to see how far this team can make it. I think they're really solid. They've lost to Bakersfield by four in the first game of the season uh, in the exhibition. But other than that, you know, they beat Norman, number 15 yep. by uh, 12, Fargo by five, Vicksburg by five. You know, they just – Independence by eight. And, you know, they, they just got a really solid team. So – uh, I'm interested to see how far can this team go. Um, but also, before before we move on to, we got to talk a little bit about Montgomery. You mentioned his name, but I mean, 6.7 blocks per 30 minutes. You know, for some reason, he's only playing 26, 25 per game. So, uh, Coach Andy, please get let these guys play a little more. I mean, I, I don't know. It's not it's not my team, but I would think the starters could handle a few more minutes. But I mean, those are some unbelievable numbers. He's got the best game scorer on the team, Montgomery. Yeah. Better than Win, uh, and better than Diaz. You know, I believe he's the one-one with uh, Rockford. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, he has been. I mean, he is what jump-started this program. Skyler Win has been there, and two seasons ago, they were you know number sixty-two in the NTT. Right? They they really were not a factor with Win. Uh, you know, Montgomery and Martinez, to be fair, came in, and all of a sudden last year the team jumped. You know, yeah. four four levels, whatever. Uh, so I, I see him as the most, you know, impactful player on this team, maybe in part because he allows Win to slide down and play small forward, you know, to yeah. be fair. So now, now Win can really dominate there. Uh, certainly it's not a one man team or anything like that, but yeah. I mean, I, I, not to go on a huge tangent here, but I'm not in the test league, but I read the test league board and I've seen Ivan Cruz being discussed. Uh, the guy who's blocking a million shots a game over there. And oh. that's what, that's what looking at Montgomery makes me think of. So I don't know. It, it could be tough. Uh, to, I mean, it's going to be tough to beat this team for sure. You know more about Test League than I do. <laughs> well, there's a whole thread, a whole thread about this guy. They've won. Coach JD, uh, who coaches Clearwater here in our league, has won four NTTs in a yeah, row. Yeah, I think I've heard that. Love with that. Cruz, with with that guy. Uh, I don't know how yeah. many sh- how many shots he blocks. I haven't actually looked at his stats, but I've read you know the threads you know, sort of fawning over him. So, you know, that makes a big difference. It helps your team win. So that's what Montgomery does. That's hilarious. You're in test league and you're not in test league. I mean, technically I have a team there, but I don't coach them at all. I keep them just in case there's some sort of weird test initiative that I want to actually test, but I don't have, I can't be, you know, do it going every single day like like they do over there. But I'm interested. Well, there have been some interesting discussions on the test league message boards of late, as I'm sure you're aware. Yeah, yeah, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's 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 just funny <laughs> um cool let's uh yeah let's move on to the eight nine matchup we got vicksburg the blue rage against uh jefferson city um so vicksburg you got um yeah you got renee jones the senior six seven point guard 19.2 points per game 58.4 true shooting percentage uh keegan lopez um, he's a stud too, 18 points a game, 9.4, uh, 
uh, rebounds, 2.3 blocks, 2.3 assists. Um, yeah. Uh, and they got Jacob, Jacob Stanford, you know, kind of an undersized, uh, um, undersized power forward. Um, interesting team. You know, you got two classes that aren't amazingly ranked. And then two classes that are really high ranked and they're sophomores and they're seniors. And those are the guys that are just kind of leading the squad smaller, but also has a really tall point guard. So um, I'm interested to see how this, this goes. They're going up against Jefferson city um, with Russell Bristol and Dalton win. Um, yeah. And then uh, and big men. So let's look real quick. Uh, Vicksburg is number um, okay, they're not top 10 in any statistical category. Um, Jefferson City is number two in three points attempted. And that is it. So, um, yeah, what do you think about this matchup? I kind of like Vicksburg. I mean, it gave me some pause when you just mentioned that they're not top 10 in any statistical category, given that their strength of schedule is just 200. Yeah, uh, that that's worrisome. You would think they could get there in one category. Uh, actually, this game is sort of it, it's like you take a look at Vicksburg and we just talked about Sioux City, right? Well, they played in game three and it was a close game. Sioux City won by only five. So hmm. you can interpret that as, you know, Vicksburg is really good. They're just, you know, right there with Sioux City. They're great. Or you could look at it as a bit of a red flag for Sioux City. Sioux City's undefeated and that's one of the best teams they played. And, you know, it was it was a close game. Uh, maybe you know, so we, we just don't know depending on how good Vicksburg is and that'll tell us a little bit more about how good Sioux City is but I like this Renee Jones playing point guard 2.1 steals per game he seems like a nice matchup against Russell Bristol right I mean Jefferson yeah, yeah. City is all about yeah. Bristol and win and Jones has some size has some defensive ability um, you know can score himself I don't know I, I would like that that matchup uh, if I were the coach Marshazzi. So, you know, Jefferson city is going to be a tough team. They've obviously played a great schedule, the best in the best in the country. Brooks is a, is a, you know, big guy who I think has, has some real talent was disrespected by the recruiting magazines. He's, you know, seven, two senior center, you know, Jefferson city will have the, the height advantage there, but uh, Vicksburg has had some recent success has, you know, the two good classes and that can be enough to make a bit of an NTT run. So if they can deal with, Brooks inside and not let him gobble up all the rebounds. I think they're in good shape. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think it's going to be, and Pookie, um, Pookie, is that his name? Uh, I would say Poochie, like Gucci. Poochie. Yeah. Yeah. 1.8 steals. Um, yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Against win. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That, that could be an interesting matchup. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's going to come down to that Renee Jones. It, it's really interesting because. You know they they don't score that many points. You know um, for a team that plays not the toughest strength to schedule, but right. you know and uh, play they, fast too. So yeah, that is surprising. Yeah, you'd think they score more, but you know they they're just kind of okay. We'll score seventy nine point seven points a game, and so I'm interested. We'll see how this goes. Jefferson City has not been trending the right way, so yeah. Uh, yep. Plainview against Naples. Uh, Plainview. 16 and two. Um, they got that three, six class. They were pretty, you know, they kind of got bookend, um, 
bookend losses. You know, they lost early in the season to us. They lost late in the season to Lincoln. I mean, today uh, by 12. Um, but, you know, Sam, Samuel Slatery is probably, I mean, I think he's leader for um, player of the year, freshman of the year. He's he's just a stud. Uh, Plain view, let's see, is um, number five in true shooting percentage, number six in true shooting margin, four in rebounding margin. Uh, Slatery's number one in uh, game score for the NTT. Number eight in point margin, number three in defensive free throws allowed. Uh, so yeah, um, that yeah, I rem- I mean, it seems like a while ago playing them, but um, yeah, I remember playing them and uh, trying to figure out figure out a lineup. And I still don't know how we won that game because it felt like we weren't doing well, and then all of a sudden we came back at the end and won. So uh, it's kind of a weird game. Naples, uh, they won their conference tournament. Um, number 73, 197 strength of schedule. They got Mag Canady. Um, I, I feel like I remember him. Was he a tie? I was on him. I was on him, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a real good player. Uh, athletic, smart, scorer, yeah. Yeah. Sound, I was like, sounds like a guy that builds us on, but. I was. You never know. <laughs> I don't know if he remembers that, but. Yeah. Know, I, we remember you, Ahmad. <laughs> uh, so that's their main guy they got a pass for his point guard that can defend quite a bit so maybe he could give uh, Sydney Hall um, you know some turnover problems or something like that we'll see uh, yeah it should be an interesting matchup um, you know but you gotta slow down Slatery and I'm not sure if Naples can do that I got to say, I don't love either one of these teams. I mean, Slattery is awesome, as you said, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's been great. Uh, Plainview has really nice ranked classes, but they all just seem like they might be guys who are pretty good. I don't know. I, I, I don't exactly know how the pieces fit for this team. Slattery's great. They're kind of a one-man team. They don't have a lot of, you know, in terms of scoring, they don't have a lot of scoring around that. You might say to be optimistic that it's because they just haven't given shots to other guys because they do have good percentages. Griffin Rogers uh, shoots a good percentage, and per thirty, he you know he's scoring a bit more. So that I guess is the glass half full take. But just looking at their schedule, you know, in the PNTT, they lost to Flagstaff, they lost to Carbondale, um, they beat a couple teams that didn't make the NTT, they lost to you guys, uh, and then they beat Denver, which didn't make the NTT. So. Uh, I don't know if they have a win on their schedule, correct me if I'm wrong, against a team that made the NTT other than Lincoln. And Lincoln yeah. only made the NTT by beating Plainview today. So, yeah. you know, it, it depends on what you want to focus on. If you want to just focus on talent, Plainview is great. But on resume, despite being 16-2, and two, I don't totally see it. Uh, now, Naples is a team that I thought last year was really good. They made the Sweet 16. I thought they might be able to deal with Lansing in the Sweet 16. Instead, they got blown out. Uh, but it was because of their balanced scoring. They had a lot of guys who, who who could score, and so there wasn't much of a burden on anybody. They shot a really nice true shooting percentage. Uh, Talon Grove is now gone. Uh, they don't have him anymore. I thought Kennedy was going to explode this year. I thought it would be a different kind of team, and maybe he'd be scoring 25 a game. That hasn't happened. Uh, I know he's got the talent to do it, so maybe he can you know do it in the NTT. But their, their schedule also really doesn't impress me. I mean, their Conference 11 is not great this year. Uh, they lost a bunch of games within Conference 11, and then 
came back to win the conference tournament. So I think Plainview is a team with enough talent to make a run. They haven't shown it yet. I think in round one, they can have a relatively easier game. Uh, and then we'll see what they can do from there. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that Naples team from last year. But yeah, they were, that they, was a cool team. Yeah, they were. It was one of those teams where it's like, you know, they're playing really well. They're really efficient shooting, but you know, you didn't you didn't really know where it came from. You know, and they they did really well. They beat a really solid Montpelier team, I think, last year, and then lost to Lansing, I think, in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And to be optimistic, you could say they only lost one senior starter, so why are they that different? But I just think yeah. it was a little point bit of a house of cards. Yeah, yeah. Point guard, the guy was scoring, guy was shooting 64% true shooting. It kind of, I don't know, I think he was an important player for them, and it just lessened the burden on everybody else. And it's always tough playing a freshman point guard. I don't know about you. I've had trouble with a lot of freshmen. And both teams in this matchup are. Paul yeah. for Plainview and Freeman for Naples. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at the next game. We have San Antonio Trodars against uh, San Francisco Golden State, Golden Gators, Golden State. Um, <laughs> got the Warriors on my mind, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so San Antonio is an interesting team. You know, they ran through, they beat a really solid Ann Arbor team um, in the P- PNTT playoffs um, and then lost to Montpelier in the championship. Um, but once they got into Captain 24, um, they lost a few games, which I wasn't expecting them to lose as many games as they did. Now they didn't lose to any bad teams. I mean, they lost to all NTT teams, but, um, I expected them to kind of run away with this conference and that just, that just didn't happen. You know, they, they really did well in the, um, PNTT and, you know, you got guys like Grant Cathy, who is a senior shooting really well this year against um, number 22 strength of schedule, uh, Preston Copeland, Christian Brown. I mean, all these guys, you know, you can, they're big, they're tall, they can shoot. Um, let's look at where they are in the uh, top 10. So they're number 10 in offensive rebounds, number three in defensive three points allowed, number 10. That's it. Um so, yeah, they're going up against uh, the San Francisco team who won Conference 29, won their uh, conference tourney. Um, they rely on their freshman point guard, Jacob Herman, uh, 16.7 points per game, 58.4% for shooting. Yeah, uh, solid, I mean, solid team. They got a pretty good senior class with Griffin Jones and James Benjamin. Um, but... You know, I think San Antonio's on another level. I thought they were a lot better um, than they showed in the regular season. But, um, you know, that's kind of what happens when you play in a tough conference like that. This is really going to be a referendum on the PNTT, right? I mean, yeah. we all thought San Antonio was like a top five team coming out of the yeah. PNTT. And they just haven't looked that way for the rest of the year. So if they can right the ship and make a big run here in the NTT, that will prove the legitimacy of the PNTT. Uh just kidding, of course. As, you know, everybody knows how legitimate it is. The entire tournament I run is is, is resting on San Antonio's. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. The tournament might might have to fold if San Antonio loses in round one here. Uh, no, but you said it. They haven't lost to bad teams. They've lost to good teams, and in close games. You know, yeah. so 
I, they, I don't know. I, I think this is still the same team we saw in the beginning of the year. I'm sure it's been a frustrating experience for Warack throughout the year to get, you know, your, your hopes that high, uh, as I would imagine they would be after that awesome performance in the PNTT and then struggle and, you know, not win. Right. I mean, they were the four seed in conference 24. That's pretty amazing. They finished fourth in the conference and then didn't do any better in the conference tournament, finished, finished fifth. Um, That's part of why I said it earlier. I believe in conference 24 this year. Last year I was more skeptical, but this year you see what San Antonio was able to do against great national competition. And then for them to struggle that much in the conference, that makes me think teams like Norman and Arlington uh, and, you know, I mean, I, I'm not totally sold on Galveston, to be honest, uh, but teams like that must must be good, you know, and Omaha, too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, San Francisco has played a truly terrible schedule. Conference 29 has fallen on hard times. Mm-hmm. There really aren't any wins to hang your hat on if you are San Francisco. I don't think they've beaten an NTT team because they won Conference 29 regular season and tournament. Um, they lost in preseason to a team in Houston that's ranked number 50. You know, uh, not even a team that necessarily, I don't know whether Houston, yeah, Houston, Houston, Houston is in the NTT by winning their regular season yep. conference. But so there you go. Even back to preseason, they couldn't win a game against NTT competition. So, uh, you know, two two nice seniors. Griffin Jones is, is a very solid player at center. He could cause San Antonio some problems. But certainly if the PNTT means anything, San Antonio yeah. should win this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Let's look at the bottom half of the bracket. We got the Inglewood Igloo Makers going up against JV and Clearwater. Sit Rockers, you know, great run by Clearwater to make it to the NTT, winning their conference tournament, winning in overtime today against a really solid uh, Daytona Daytona team. They're, they're playing some of their best ball. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, Nathan Hatchett um, made a three-pointer to send it into overtime um, today. And then, uh, you know, they um, they iced the game down there with free throws in uh, overtime. So, you know, great great win for Clearwater. Inglewood is not – I mean, this, this does not look like a number two seed. But, you know, when you have to play uh, Bakersfield three times, when you have to play Fremont – twice um you're bound to lose a couple games right <laughs> so you mean they look like a one seed i get it yeah 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 to two. i gotcha yeah i feel like they're underrated right. um, i mean this freshman class like is living up to the height branson gilbert jacob hines those guys are the real deal you know scoring 25 and 18.7 points uh per game i'm very efficient shooting with the number 12 strength of schedule so I mean, what can you say? And they're good at defense. Um, you know, they don't—they don't have a lot of—they don't have a lot of weaknesses on their team. Um, uh, Clearwater, you know, coach has got um, just a good coach. You know, JD knows what he's doing. He's got good players, and they came alive to get back in the NTT, and you gotta commend him for that. So, um, Nathan Hatchett, Javante Reynolds, Dave Wilson, their point guard. Uh, Daniel Godfrey, you know, um, leading the way. This isn't the 15 seed you want to see, but um, but even still, Englewood just looks so good. Uh, I'd have a hard time believing they they don't win this game. 
I always have so much respect for Clearwater. I, it might not yeah. be realistic. It might not be reasonable. I don't know. But I think they've got a great coach, as you already said. It's a great program with a lot of history. And it's a team that was pretty good last year. You know, I mean, not awesome, yeah, but they were 17-7. and seven. They finished, you know, 45th in the NTT, meaning they did lose in the first round. I think they had a tough first-round matchup, as I recall. Um, you know, I remember doing a PNTT preview for their group and thinking, you know, this was a team that was kind of one player away last year and didn't really get that player, you know, didn't get the stud center to shift people down. Um, so they're they're not really a title contender or anything like that, but I would emphasize that they're not the 15 seed you want to play. No, yeah. Uh, I really think this game is going to be competitive. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, despite all the talent that Inglewood has. Um, and so I don't know. I, I It's really no disrespect to Inglewood, right? Yeah, yeah. They've done everything that they need to do. They were awesome in the PNTT. They went 6-0, and if I'm looking at it right. Uh, I think they lost to Montpelier as well, another team that lost to the eventual champ, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they lost uh, one game to a team that wasn't Bakersfield, and that was to Fremont, which is ranked yeah. number nine. Uh, but I, I really think this is going to be a competitive game. I just I believe in Clearwater. They do have some talent. Uh, although Inglewood has the one-one class, if you take a look at you know the yeah. senior classes, Clearwater has the better senior class. So I, I think this should be an interesting one. You could you could see this one real close late and on upset watch. Yeah, what do you if you're if you're Clearwater, like if you're JD or Clearwater, what do you think is your path to victory in this game? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, I would I would say that you know if you can. I would say if you can get one of those two freshmen, uh, well, there are three, but, you know, to be inefficient, take too many shots yeah, and, you know, just kind of shoot his team out of it a little bit because freshmen sometimes have the tendency to do that. Uh, I think, you know, you might be able to prevail. I think that team, Inglewood, can be scored on. I think you can score some points on them. So if you can sort of – find find a way to get the wrong guy you know the guy who's a little cold that day to take a bunch of shots and that's easier said than done but i feel like that's the formula for beating them okay all right let's look at the 710 matchup we got the orlando octopus going up against the color city butterburgers color city the last team that made it into the ntt this year as an at-large and at-large team Orlando also got an at-large bid of 29, at 29. Um, let's look real quick. Orlando is not top 10 in any statistical category. Culver City is not top 10 in any statistical category. So, yeah, two of those teams. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so Orlando, conference 12. Yeah, we had some tough games, and they played really tough uh, out-of-conference games. They beat you guys mm-hmm. by 13. What do you think about this team? You played them. So. Yeah, I, I thought I thought we were going to win that game. I thought, this is nice. You know, we're playing a team that's ranked well, but we can win, and it just did not work out that way at all. Uh, you know, Daniel Hines, their shooting guard, had a really nice day against us. Uh, Christian Coleman at Power Forward was 7 for 9 in, in that game, had 16 and 11. So, um, you know, some guys stepped up for them. And they beat another team in our conference, too, in Carson City, another team that's in the NTT. Um, Hmm. So that was another good non-conference win for them. So I'm watching Orlando closely uh, because it sort of indicates how good our conference might be. 
you know, not just yeah. my team, but the conference as a whole. Uh, so I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they're good, but admittedly in scouting them before our game, I thought they were beatable. So, you know, well, thanks for your, yeah. thanks for your candor. Um. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. We were wrong. We were wrong. Yeah. They, they took us down. It's not like they beat us on a buzzer beater and they handled us. Yeah. So they're going up against Culver City. Um, Coach Kamiak, you know, he's he's got that three-wing combo of Dixon, Lamey, and Johnson, who um, he relies on for a lot of his points. They're, they're combined to score um, 54 uh, points for them, and they're only scoring 74 points. So their offense runs through those guys. Um, Jose Jefferson's kind of the floor general, sets everybody up. Um, but I think this is an interesting matchup for sure. Orlando, you know, like you said, you're like, I don't, I don't know how great they are, but, um, they, they handle it. Yeah. You, you yeah. see, like, you see a guy like Evan Lee, and it's like, okay, he's not scoring much and he gets 0.2 steals. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, huh? Like, that's, that's probably someone you could attack, right? You um, would think. Yeah, so, uh, but, like, uh, Jaden Mills went three for seven against him. And then, I mean, you you guys, yeah, you guys actually shot okay. They just got to the line a lot more than you, so. Yeah. Uh, and, and Daniel Hines had a really good game, so. Coleman, too, but, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, I think this, you know, um, Marshall Anderson's probably their best defender. Um, but he's playing point guard. I mean, he could switch that up a little bit, but it doesn't seem like he's switched it up at all so far. So I'm not sure. Um, you know, I want to say Culver City, but it's like Orlando's proven that they can win some really good games and um, compete. Yeah, yeah. Orlando has this nice schedule. Culver City doesn't really. I feel like they benefited from being out of Huntington Beach's division, only having to play them once. Um, all season long, they and they couldn't really compete. That was 86 to 70 they lost. Um, mm-hmm. And then come the conference tournament, as we talked about in the bubble podcast, they lost to Del Mar, and then they lost again. Um, they do have a you know win over Brunswick, a team that is in the NTT. That's a regular season win um, yeah. that, that they scored. Uh, but it's not like they have overwhelming talent on their recruiting rankings either. This is true for both of these teams. So well, worse I think, than the NTT too, but same same thing oh okay yeah fair enough thank yeah. you appreciate it yeah so okay so they beat fort worth in in the first game too so uh you know teams ranked 58th and 53rd in fort worth and brunswick um you know orlando as you said beat us they beat carson city um they you know they lost to waterloo in a relatively competitive game non-conference um so i just feel like they've got a better resume and maybe i'm biased because they beat us but i, I lean their way yeah all right. Um, let's look at the next. Let's look at the next matchup. We got the three seed Salem Renegades. Um, you know them well. Robo Dog, nineteen seventy one, um, going up against uh, the Albany Fleet Wings. So uh, Salem is number ten in rebounding margin, number nine in offensive rebounds, and that's it. Albany is number four in defensive free throws allowed, number nine in true shooting percentage, number seven in true shooting margin. Um, that's it. So, uh, 
Salem, you know, they, they got uh, uh, Amish Rivera. Um, and uh feels like he's been around forever. Finally a senior. I mean, yeah. tell, me, like, tell me about it. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here because uh, it's like, does this guy ever, ever stop? You know, uh, three seasons ago, he was leading them to a final four and uh, as a freshman and, you know, last year they made a PTT. But, you know, he somehow, you know, after a PTT appearance last year, they put things together and, um, yeah, have a much better squad this year. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what it is. They moved Christopher Phillips to the bench. Hmm. And it's not about him personally, but they had a 5'11 point guard and a 5'10 shooting guard last year. And I hmm. just, I, I don't think that's going to work, you know, if you're trying to be an NTT. Yeah. Uh, and they, they benched him. They brought in Johan Johnson to start, and he has been really solid for them at that small forward mm-hmm. spot. And then Rivera has just been able to dominate at shooting guard. So, yeah. um, you know, I didn't see this team coming this year as our Conference 31 regular season champ. I, I would have thought Carson City or, or we would win it. Um, so kudos to Salem for surprising. But I, I think that was in part due to that, you know, smart coaching change uh, to yeah. move Phillips out of the starting lineup and you know, go a little bit bigger. Um, and the two Harrises, the sophomore big guys, have been a lot better than I was expecting. I mean, Hugh Harris has some pretty great numbers, uh, averaging over 12 rebounds a game with 11 points. And and Perry Harris, I can tell you, doesn't necessarily jump out on the stat sheet, but is a very solid player who's, you know, can give them a rebounding edge in a given game and is solid defensively, you know, can pass. So they just have, they have a nice mix. I don't know what they're going to be next year. You mentioned they were in the Final Four a few seasons ago. That was with not just Rivera, but a few other really yeah. talented players. Some, you know, some big ties. They had Charles Green and Isaiah Dugas, uh, guys like that. So that team was awesome. We saw everybody saw them coming. This year, I figured they might be third in the conference, but um, they managed to rise to the top of it before stumbling in the conference tournament. Uh, yeah. Not against us. Carson City was nice enough to beat them for us. I appreciated it. Um, I, I do still feel like Salem is vulnerable. I don't know if I think they're a top 12 team. You might have seen they lost today too, to Olympia um, after losing to Carson City on Wednesday. So I, I am inclined to pick them to lose in an upset somewhere, but it's hard for me to get there with Albany. Uh, I mean, Albany is a team that has pretty decent NTT history. Two seasons ago was in the Elite yeah. Eight, actually. Um, has had some runs in the past. Sometimes as high seats like this, Conference 4 often doesn't have a great strength of schedule, doesn't do great. Um, but it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to see it with this year's team. I mean, Jordan Wilde. Two seasons ago was a 15 seed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, to, to make the Elite Eight, and yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, finished they were low. 40. Yeah, you can see they were, yeah, they were ranked number 46 in the power ranking despite making the Elite Eight. So And Wilde and Daw were both in that starting lineup. Um so their two best players, you know, they've been playing and they have experience winning at a pretty high level, you know. Um, they also you know. had Tyrus Worley, though, if you look at that team. That yes. guy was an awesome center. Um, they don't have him anymore. So no. I think that will make things a lot tougher. But you're right. You're right to say Wild and Daw were there. They have experience. Um, so was Carlos Rogers. Yeah, yeah. And for, yeah, um, it's interesting. He was a freshman starter. Now he's on the bench. Yeah, you're right. You make a good point. Uh Pauling has come in and replaced him. So maybe that experience. But I'm just. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I mean, their experience, that experience could benefit them. You know, to be fair, they just they haven't played good teams. 
their yeah. only game against a top 100 team is against Olympia from our conference. They yeah. lost by three. Although, as I said, Olympia did beat Salem today, you know? So yeah. if you look at it that way, you'd say the teams are evenly matched, but um, I, I have enough respect for what Salem has able, been able to accomplish. It's hard to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, especially with Rivera, right? I mean, Rivera is a great player uh, and Martinez too deserves some credit. I mean, over yeah. 10 assists per game, uh, a very strong defender, despite being a little undersized, uh, you know, has, has shut down some, some good point guards in our, in our conference at times. So I, I think Salem, you know, should have an edge in this one, but I'll be watching Albany closely. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's look at the 6-11 matchup. we got the New York City Lazarus effect going up against Houston Lining Squirrels. Uh, NYC is um, number five in steals, number eight in free throws attempted. That's it. Um, Houston is number 10 in free throws attempted. Um, number eight in defense at three point allowed. And that's it. So, yeah, should be. Um, I mean, yeah, Damian Dunning uh, just really leading the way. This New York City team, they're battle tested. They went through the PNTT, played one of the toughest schedules in the PNTT, then just kind of ran through conference uh, um, two before. Um, before having a couple of hiccups against Wooster, um, who's a really, really good team. Um, <laughs> a really good team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of respect for this New York City team. I think they're really good. Um, Houston, we talked about them a little bit. You know, eleven number 11 seed for the 50th ranked team seems a little high, but, you know, that's – that's just yeah, how, that's a good point. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, some of those teams ahead of them, I guess, didn't make it. But yeah, and look at their the last four years they were in the DTT, maybe even before. I mean, they've been in the DTT. Uh, I guess last year they were in the NTT, but before that they were they've been a DTT team for a long, a long, a long time. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, Vernal is building you know something, but he didn't get a great freshman class. They struggled in the NTT last year. I think they're having a hard time with this New York City team. You know, it's hard to believe fully in New York City when it sounds like from the message boards, their coach doesn't totally believe in the team himself. I mean, he was saying before this game against Worcester today that he was afraid it would be a blowout, like the one game was last week. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Worcester's I, really talented. Yeah, I for think. sure. But when you lose 115 to 74, you don't feel good yeah. about that. I understand that. And even before that game, he was saying, you know, they had – close wins against teams that maybe weren't that great. Uh, but I agree with your assessment of the team on paper. You know, they're talented. Uh, Dunning and Woodson are nice junior, you know, pieces as, as forwards. Um, some good guards as well. I know Bryce Eakin has had a very good career for them. Last year's team uh, was 20 and four, lost only one senior starter. So you would think they would be right there. And Houston doesn't really jump out as a particularly formidable opponent. Um, the one the one thing I would say to give them an upset chance is New York City is not the greatest team defensively. They're okay. Um, you know they have struggled a little bit defensively, and Houston can shoot. Um, I mean they've got their 55 55 uh, percent true shooting percentage. All yeah. five of their starters shoot uh, over 52, and four of them are at 55 or above. So if this ends up, I mean Houston doesn't score a lot of points, but 
if, if they end up with enough points in this game, I feel like they may be able to hang, uh, given that they shoot well. They shoot a, a bit better than New York City does as a team. But I'm with you. I think New York City is a good team. They may have gotten a more favorable draw than they did last year, and maybe they can make a little run. Yeah. All right. So let's look at this region as a whole. Um, you know, I got Sioux City over uh, Vicksburg. I got um, San Antonio over Plainview. Um, I got Inglewood taking down Salem to make it to the Elite Eight. Um, I'm going to take San Antonio. Uh, I feel like that's going to be a good game, San Antonio, Sioux City. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I've seen so much from San Antonio that it's like, man, I just like, I think they're really good. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to take them over Sioux City. And then, um, and that Inglewood, I, I'm going to take San Antonio to the final four, I think. So. Okay. Yeah. Believe in your tournament. I get it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm really torn. Hot, so. <laughs> I'm really torn between two choices here, which are to take Inglewood to make the final four and to pick them to lose to Clearwater in the first round. I really want to do that just because. I mean, you said there's always a 116 upset. Maybe that's not literally true, but there is always no, no, a two. There's always a 215. There is always I think, <laughs> a 215. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna have to find it somewhere, and we're gonna like all the two seats. You know what I mean? Uh, so maybe we got to go with the best 15 seed. But it's tough because on the bottom half of this bracket, there's nobody I really love to make an elite yeah. eight run. Inglewood is the best team in that yeah. half, for sure. Um, so I, I and I. I I'm not. I'm glad one of us picked San Antonio over Sioux City, but I, I'm not going to do that. So to make it simpler, I'll take Sioux City to make the Elite Eight, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll pick Sioux City to make the Final Four because that allows for my possibility of Inglewood to lose in the in the first round, uh, as as good as they are. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, Sioux City 23 and one last year didn't lose a senior starter. I'm a little concerned by that close win they had over Vicksburg, and given that they just haven't played other good teams, maybe they're not that great, but. Um, they're, they're going to be a real tough out. And if I'm right, that Clearwater could take down Inglewood, then I think Sioux city has, has the best shot to win the region. All right. There you have it. 